Time to catch up with Hannah McQueen from Enable Me. Kia ora. Good morning. You know, on Q&A last week, and I know many millions of viewers, our many millions of viewers would have appreciated this interview, we had a fascinating conversation with the Chief Economist for the Reserve Bank. And I asked him, did the Reserve Bank do everything right in responding to the pandemic? And he said, you know what? Probably not. And of course, the Reserve Bank operates in a world where little words, few words can have significant meaning. But it's interesting to see the response from the bank this week, starting to acknowledge that perhaps they didn't get everything right in the pandemic response. They're facing a lot of criticism, though. Adrian Orr in particular facing massive criticism for the inflation we're experiencing right now. What do you think? Well, I think that if we perhaps paid as much attention to the Reserve Bank dealings as we do to the coach of the All Blacks, <laughs> uh, our economy might not be in this crazy position that it's in now. <laughs> I think that there's no doubt they overcooked the response. And I think what's comforting when something has gone wrong is acknowledging it's gone wrong and understanding how to fix it, right? Yeah. That's, what, that's all we're asking. There's no point going any further than that. We don't need to... Um, we're not out to hang anyone, uh, but we. But there are problems, and there is still this jazz hands deflection uh, from Adrian Orr and from the government, which is making it unsafe, unsafe for price stability. And that's the piece that we we've got to cut through that and just talk about the real issues. And the, some of the real issues is that we pumped a lot of money into this economy in response to the pandemic. Yeah. Some of it was from the government, right, paying us, and we're all, we were all so grateful for that, and it calmed the farm for so many families and businesses. So no one's disputing that that had a role to play. But So that was $60 million or whatever, a billion, sorry. And, but in addition to that, you've got the Reserve Bank also pumping in another $60 billion. Yeah. And, and, and they are... They, both both parties are still contributing to inflationary measures. So, for example, the lending that uh, the Reserve Bank, the cheap lending that they've given to the mainstream banks so that they can mm. uh, stimulate the growth, that's still going on. You're like, are you kidding? Yeah. So that, <laughs> that's, that's dangerous. When the signs were at the end of 2020, this is before the war in Ukraine, mm. the signs were there that we were at full employment and the inflationary pressures were hitting. We have to ease off now. We have to respond because you can't keep emptying your war chest when the, that's an overcooked response. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's all we need them to acknowledge, right? And then maybe can we have some clarity around what their primary purpose is, which is price stability. That, all this stuff about inequality, climate change, of course, let that influence some of your thinking. But what is your primary responsibility? Yeah. It is you. your job. Is you are the trusted guardians of price stability in this country. The trusted guardians Never take your eye off that prize. Now, I'm just going to play, just for the sake of playing devil's advocate here, I'm going to step right. in and here defend the Reserve Bank. <laughs> okay, out. no, Get no. <laughs> okay, okay. They made decisions in the heat of the yep. moment that they, yep. with, with the best information they had available, and they were decisions yep. that were replicated by central banks around the world. So the yep. US currently has inflation above 9%. The EU is similar. Yep. Australia is expecting to go north of 7 by the end of this year. So other countries are in a similar position. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they pumped a hell of a lot of money into the economy, but compared to other central banks around the world, we were the first to move. We were the first to start increasing interest rates once again. I mean, we've only seen the Fed start moving in the last couple of months. At least we are ahead of the curb when it comes to that that part of the reaction. Would you agree with that? No, I wouldn't, because we're in a different position to start with. Yeah. So, I mean, we have had a rock star economy. And so that the point is that we never needed to lower our interest rates to the point that we did. So to then reinstate them to what was appropriate, that's not a win by you saying, well, we did it before the US. That's mm. different problems. We did it wrong in the first instance. But I, th- I think it's really important to say these were unprecedented times. Mm. And I would challenge anyone to be making better decisions in the moment when the pandemic first started. So yeah. there's, there's no kind of point that I'm trying to score there. But the point is another one, which is our conditions were different to start with, and our GDP was different, our debt position was different. Like We have our own set of constraints in this country. But the, I guess the stimulus that the, our Reserve Bank did, if we, compare, if we actually compare the stimulus response and how that impacted asset prices, yeah. the average impact of asset prices across the world was a 13% increase in asset prices off the back of the stimulus, the monetary and fiscal stimulus of governments and the central bank. So that is, everyone experienced inflation, which is what that is, or asset price increases. Right. But So everyone did that. New Zealand, how much did our asset price increase uh, reach? 30%. Mm. So we were almost, or well, two and a half times higher than the world's average, second only to Turkey. Who knows what they did there? Oh, do, do you know what Turkey's doing? Turkey's, I don't know what Turkey's doing. No, no. So, so the um, President Erdogan has said that the central bank won't be independent, and so he just won't let them put up interest rates. And so Turkey just has like wildly out of control inflation, like to the point that people are already doing that thing where they buy sugar and hoard that instead of using money. <laughs> <laughs> Turkey is like beating Turkey is a low bar. <laughs> well, exactly. And I think if we're comparing it to the the developed world. Our asset increases were overcooked, yeah, and so that that has exacerbated. They've now had to correct that, which is the point that they they might be the first ones out of the gate, but they they peaked way too early, or they mm. they put way too much into it, which pushed pushed asset prices up, as evidenced by more than twice, almost three times what it was in the rest of the developed world. That is our sign. That sign happened at the end of. Uh, 2020, yeah. and we are still stimulating the economy, and we're saying, "Oh, this is all because of Ukraine." That happened before Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree with that. All right, Hannah, um, thank you. <laughs> On that cheery note, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for having me. That's Hannah McQueen from Enable Me. Having a nice, relaxing weekend by the sounds of things. <laughs> www.enable.me.